Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 5, beginning with verse 17. Jesus said, Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am come, I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no way pass from the law till all be fulfilled. Whosoever therefore shall break one of the least of these commandments and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say unto you, that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, ye shall in no care enter, no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. Land with Maybe seated. I guess Jesus here felt like that uh, the disciples and the people who heard him thought that he was trying to tear down everything and do away with everything that the their forefathers had taught. And that's the thing about the gospel. Uh, if we tell it like it is, we'll be telling it like it was. And like it was is the way it ought to be. The world, uh, since the beginning of time, has been changing. But the gospel of Jesus remains the same. The word of God remains the same. The word of God, the Bible says, is powerful. The word of God said it's sharper than any two-edged sword. The word of God says that the word will not return to him empty-handed. It's always been the word, as far as I'm concerned, it'll always be the word until Jesus comes and then we will be with the word. As Christians, we're stuck with the word. Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you and neither am I going to forsake you. No man will be able to pluck you out of my hand. So once we're in the word, that is Jesus, we're stuck with the word. Jesus is saying that don't change anything that's already there. Um, the world says the standard is too high. We can't reach it. But Jesus saw to it that we could reach his standard by accepting him as our Savior, by trusting him as our Lord, and by following him whithersoever he asked us to go. We are entrusted um, by the Holy Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit of God, through our Father, through Jesus, has chosen to live inside of us. And I think sometimes with my actions or my thoughts, hey, does that make him sick? Certainly it does. I mean, do you like to go into a house that's messy and don't seem to ever get it straightened up? The Holy Spirit within us is there to help keep our lives in order, to operate the way God intended it to operate. So the standards, the world's standards may have changed, but the Word of God has never changed. So I want us to think about the coming of true 
righteousness as we continue uh, our uh, study in the, in the in the fifth, sixth, and the seventh chapter of uh, Matthew. First of all, there's the divine law that cannot change. Okay, the divine law. Um, Verse 17, the very first part says, Think not that I have come to destroy the law. Jesus said, I I did not come to do that. Um, Do you realize that uh, God had only ten laws? Only ten laws. How many laws do you reckon are on the books today? When all we needed was what he gave us, the Ten Commandments and the Beatitudes. And so, you know, here we are. Uh, he said, I didn't come to, to do away with the law. He recognized the law. It was the Word of God. The law was sent down um, on Mount Sinai there to, uh, to Moses. I mean, hey, that's where he met God. And God said, here, here it is, you take it back to the people. Well, we know when uh, he got down off of the mountain, hey, things was in a disruption. There was a riot basically going on. And the people had just turned their backs on God and said, we're going to do it our way. It's amazing to me in that story, uh, it says that, Well, the people gave me all their gold, and I cast it into the fire, and out came this calf. (laughs) My goodness. Well, if that's what happened, that was a miracle in itself, wasn't it? But it was against the Word of God. I'm satisfied. There there are words that uh, do not appear in God's Word uh, that Moses said, Now listen, you... Remain and keep order here while I'm gone. Don't do anything that we have not already discussed. And I'll be back. He didn't say how long he would be gone. But he brought back the law. And you remember, it upset Moses. What he saw so bad, he threw the things down. They broke. Okay? And God said, okay, I'm going to give them to you one more time. Um. Even today, as we read God's holy word, he said, I'm, you know, I'm giving you them one more time. You see, the law of God is our law, and it has not changed. So we, he said, I, I didn't come to do away with the law. And then he says, and neither, look at it with me, I didn't come to destroy the law or the prophets. Now, a prophet in those days was a follower of God, one who listened to God, and one who spoke the word of God, okay? So we know, the, he said, I didn't come to do away with the prophets either. You see, it was God's men, <clears throat> excuse me, God's men that brought God's message, the prophets. And today, we have the preachers, we have the evangelists, we have the ordinary Christian whose concern is for the lost, to preach and to teach the Word of God, the the divine law um, that cannot change. Secondly, as we think about the coming of righteousness, we think about the divine law that comes to life uh, in Christ. Again, verse 17, the second part, he said, "I I am not come to destroy but I've come to fulfill. And you realize and think back, the prophets told about his birth, exactly how it would be. 
and who it would be with. And that's exactly what happened. And Isaiah told us about life, but his, his death. Another one of God's people uh, that shared the word. And so you, you, you have these all along the way uh, that have given us and left us the word of God and to know that th- those things have been fulfilled. They have already come to pass. The only thing that has not happened is the return of Jesus. Now, someone said, hey, it's eclipse. Oh, is it going to be a big deal? Well, it's nothing not a big deal to God because he's the one that's going to do it. Um, and you know, on that day, he may send fog and rain. He could send a hailstorm. He could send snow if he wants to. Because people's making a big deal over this and making, hey, I, I guess mega bucks off of it. Mega bucks off of it. Well, I'm not going to say it's right. I'm not going to say it's wrong. But he said, I didn't come now to do away with the law and the prophets, but I came to fulfill all this. The fulfilling is this. Jesus talked with authority. In fact, say, well, some crowd had heard him one time. He said, we have never heard it like we've heard it today. We have never experienced anything like we are experiencing today. And the scribes and the Pharisees and all this off-the-wall crowd tried to cut him down and, and to stop him from fulfilling what the prophets had already said would happen and would take place. So when we think about this, Jesus talked with authority because he was the authority. He has left us as Christians to teach and to preach with authority. Now, there are some things that I know nothing about. Okay, so, but if I want to know about it, I must get with someone who knows about it, who's willing to share about it with me so I can learn. And then in turn, so I can go show somebody else. You know, I don't know what's going through the hearts and the minds of, uh, I don't want to leave anyone out now, so think with me here. Um, Paul K. Weston and Graham, because those four little guys stuck with me uh, in, in uh, Kentucky uh, the whole time. And, uh, you know, I hope they took away some things um, from what they saw and what they learned, that they can apply that and in turn, hey, let me show you what I learned on the mission trip. That, that's the way it should be, okay? Some people today... And sad to say, some pastors, they don't want anybody in their pulpit because they're afraid they're going to take their spot. Well, you should know by now, I'm not jealous of this spot. I mean, if God wants somebody else to fill this spot, praise his name. I've always been, would allow and help someone along the way to give them opportunities um, uh, to preach, okay? And sad to say, some preachers will not. Hey, they will not. And you know, I think about, I think about the first, probably the first time that I ever learned to push a wheelbarrow. And you say, what's the deal there? Well, if you've ever pushed a wheelbarrow, you know if you lose your balance, you're going to lose the load. Okay? So somebody had to teach me how to load the wheelbarrow. And even now, 
A little simple wheelbarrow. If I got some guys helping me and I watch them start loading the wheelbarrow, if they're not doing it the way I think it ought to be done so they can safely push it, I stop them. Hey, whoa, hold right there. Let me show you something. There's a right way to load and there's a wrong way to load if you want to get over yonder where you're supposed to go with it. Because I told them right out here when we were working, I said, let's do it this way because you don't want to turn the wheelbarrow because that's embarrassing. I've heard it said many times when I'd lose one, they say, don't let that wheelbarrow whip you. Oh, it's our responsibility to teach, okay? Jesus said, I didn't come to do away with all the prophets, but I came to fulfill it. He taught with authority. Uh, his activity backed up what he already said, okay? His activity. Now, what about our activity? We may talk this way, but do we walk that way? Or we may walk this way, do we talk that way? You see, our, our, um, our audio ought to match our video. Our video ought to match our audio, right? If you are who you say you are, and remember, that's what one of the thieves said on the cross. If you're who you say you are, talking to Jesus, you come down from there and take us with you. Now, all he was looking for was a way out. And the other one was saying, hey, man, I know he is who he says he is, and I'm trusting. Lord, remember me. It's a done deal. You can be with me. So he taught with authority. Uh, his activity backed up what he was doing. Um, and thirdly there, if we think about this divine law, uh, the association that Jesus had was with, it was surprised and shocked a lot of them, sinners. He's gone to the house of a sinner. Oh, to be the son of God. But we saw him sitting in the house of a sinner. If you don't witness to the sinner, how are you going to win them? If you don't spend some time with them, how are they going to trust you? Um, I like Dr. Stanley saying it. I don't, I don't know how many years that uh, he's been using this, but I heard him a long time ago saying, no contact, no impact. You've got to be in touch with the lost. You've got to encourage the lost. You've got to invite the lost. You've, you've all to get in their shoes. In fact, you do. Because if you are saved now, once you were lost, once I was lost, I know what it is to be without. And many of you do. So you can, when you're trying to witness to someone, you can say, hey, I know how you feel. I know thinking. Because I was the same way. I thought like you're thinking. I acted like you're acting. But here is what Jesus said. And so we share that. So, Jesus fulfilled the law in his birth. Uh, he fulfilled it with his life. His life, we know, was a sinless life. He fulfilled it with his death, his burial, his resurrection. And he bore the curse of the law. Now, you don't have to turn with him, but I want to look over here at Galatians. And Cassie might just pull it up. Galatians 3.13. Uh, let's just wait on her to do that. Galatians 3.13. And we can all look at it together. <clears throat> Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law. The law, the curse of the law was, hey, you keep this just like it says or you're out of here. If you don't keep it right to the letter, 
then you're not going to make it. If you don't keep your toenails and your fingernails cut just right, you ain't going to make it. The law was a curse, but it says, being made a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. And Jesus hung on a tree. Now, when we think about that, listen, he says, not only in that word there, but he says, um, till heaven and earth pass away, in verse 18, one jot or one tittle shall no way pass from the law till all be fulfilled. Well, what is a jot? A J-O-T. Well, let me tell you what I don't understand and know a joint. <laughs> I knew what I wanted to say and the lips and the tongue said, I, I ain't going to let you bow with that. A jot. Okay. A jot is the smallest letter, letter in the Hebrew alphabet. And he says, not one jot shall pass away. And then I'm thinking, well, if that's what a jot is, what is a tittle? I know what a piddle is, but what is a tittle? A tittle is a little mark indicating a slight change in the meaning of that letter, that jot. A slight change. So what does that have to do with? Hey, that's the problem. And, and the uh, most thing simple to us, a jot and a tittle, hey, he, he, he don't want it done away with. He wants it left just like it was spoken uh, into being. And so God is faithful and God is true and God is important because his whole word is true and it's been already proven through many of your lives that the word of God is powerful and it does work. A third and last thing. The divine plan that challenges us today. Verses 19 and 20 says, Whosoever therefore shall break one of the least commandments and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Now, he says, For I say unto you that except your my righteousness, my right kind of living shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees. Ye shall in no wise enter of heaven. Um, we, we can seek to do and to teach the law. Jesus wants us to know more of the righteousness of God. He wants us to obey the word of God and to share the word of God with, with others. The Ten Commandments are still Ten Commandments. Nine out of ten of those commandments appear in the New Testament. So don't say some things say, well, that's Old Testament stuff. Nine out of ten commandments appear in the New Testament. So should we obey the law? The answer to that is yes. Should we love the law? The answer to that is yes. Should we fear the law? Should we fear the one who wrote the law, who gave the law? Certainly. Fear, not be afraid, but to fear what he can do. Don't worry about what man can do to this body, but be aware of the one who has control of the soul. If we've given our soul to the Lord Jesus, and hey, 
we're heaven bound. If we haven't, then we're hell bound. It's just that simple. And we need to explain that uh, to those that we come in contact with, for those we witness to. So where, where do we stand? Let me tell you something. Listen, the Holy Spirit teaches us the Word, capital W, and enables us to obey the Word. I can't keep myself right. Forget it. I can't keep myself on time. Forget it. But the Holy Spirit of God can if we allow Him to invade our life. He will, and He wants to control, and He will control. You see, sin is still sin. God is still in the business of punishing sin because it says that he will scourge, that he will whip every son whom he loves because God so loved us that he gave and he doesn't want to lose that. So, sin still sin and God still punishes sin for the wages of sin. Is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through the Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, um, we in this present age are more responsible because we have been taught and we have been given the whole Word of God. We have the entire Bible, okay? We have the old and we have the new. And he said, I didn't come to do away with that old, but I come to fulfill the old. That which the prophets taught you, I'm continuing teaching that. But listen, we're not bound to the law to the point we're afraid to move and afraid to act. But we're bound to the Lord Jesus Christ through grace are we saved, okay? It's this grace of God. No, it's not a sign check to go out and sin and say, oh, I'll get forgiveness after I do this. You know, it's like saying, would pardon me a minute while I take my glasses off. Would you take yours off where I can do what the devil wants me to do and then I'll put them back on and I'll get forgiveness and we'll go our separate ways. It don't work that way. You know, God so loved us that he gave his very best. And he says, uh, unless and accept our righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of of the scribes and the Pharisees. And hey, they, they tried to keep everything right down to the wire. And if you didn't, hey, I'm satisfied you were booted out without a second chance. You know, that used to be the way the old, probably the old church was where they churched people. Okay, I've never been a part of that, never been in a church where they churched somebody. But I think to me, uh, Jesus told Peter, hey, buddy, you're saved, you're my follower, but you, your strength in me is, is, is weak. And when you regain that strength, I want you to strengthen your brethren. He didn't say because you've done wrong, I'm going to boot you out, you're no longer a part of, of my group. But he said, when you get your strength back, I want you to go and strengthen the brethren, Okay. We've all sinned. We realize and know that, or we should. And so when we're trying to deal with somebody who's out in sin, we need to, we need to be very cautious and careful to do our best. Now, you know, the, seeking the loss is like fishing, okay? You know the fish are out there. You put the bait on, and the float starts moving. 
you jerk it all of a sudden, you jerk it completely out of it. You got to let him lead on. So when you're witnessing, you got to share with them the word of God and do your best to lead them to the point that all of a sudden they say, look, this is what I want. I've watched you. I've heard you. I trust you. Now, what do I need to do? Okay. What do I need to do? So as we think about that, what do I need to do? I need to watch what I say. I need to watch where I go. I need to watch my attitude. Okay? And those things are tough because the devil will see to it that you and I get out of line in the wrong place at the wrong time. We just have to be careful. And may our lives exceed that of the scribes and the Pharisees. Not that we are above anybody. Don't don't take that wrong. We're not above anybody. Blind man said, all I know is I was blind and now I see. What I've done when I was blind, I'm no longer responsible for. Because now I have my eyesight. So therefore what I do with my eyesight, I am responsible for. Father, thank you for the evening. Thank you for this time to be together. And Lord, we just want to say thank you for your holy word. Lord, just help us to be aware of your presence. Help us to be aware of what you'd have us to do and not to pass it off to somebody else. And again, we we lift Miss Pauline up to you right now, Lord, that you'd be with her. We pray that they could get to the bottom of this and she could be well and be back home and back in your house. Bless these that have come tonight. And Lord, just uh, be in the time of invitation and we'll love you and thank you for all you do. In Jesus' name, amen.